Hello, this is Darren. And this is Paige. And this is Where's, Where's the lemonade? lemonade? Where we talk about what happens when life throws you lemons. Make some lemonade? Uh, maybe. Some weeks it's lemon squares. Yeah, some weeks it's just lemons. Yeah. <laughs> On today's episode, we're going to talk about how to avoid toxic behaviors in our relationships. Great. So um, this last week, you had an opportunity to go to a, a marriage and relationships class or actually a conference, right? A conference, a week-long conference. Yeah. It's called Education Week. I went with some friends. That'll be a different episode um, <laughs> about that. But um, yeah, and this guy that spoke to us, he's a professor at BYU, and he was just so good. We just loved his... Um, his advice and wisdom on how to navigate through relationships. So, so you, I remember you would call every night and you were so excited. You go, oh, there's tons of things we can work on on our relationship. I'm like going, great. I know. I was sending you pictures <laughs> of my notes. I know. I was wondering what you were thinking at home. I was no, trying to, I actually enjoyed reading the notes that you took. I was trying to get you just as excited as I was. No, I was I'm actually pretty excited. Well, you it came was funny, with some though, great stuff. Because when I did tell you, you would go, well, aren't we doing okay? You would say that you'd be like, how, well, how are we doing? And I'm like, sweetie, there's always room for improvement, right? That, that's right. That's right. So the first thing that he asked us to think about was what was the vision um, for our marriage? And, you know, of course, that answer is different for everybody. And but you had, a, you had an answer in your mind almost right away, right? I did. And the vision for our marriage, I, I wrote this down, was good communication, which I know that sounds like a cheesy answer. That's pretty cheesy, babe. It is the foundation literally of everything. How you communicate and how much you communicate is just the basis of everything. Uh, we've noticed an improvement in our marriage since we started doing the podcast because it's forcing us to talk about subjects that we normally wouldn't talk about in every day. Yeah, I mean, right. in depth, you know, we have to dig deep into some of these things. Yeah, because so. we study for these. And then sometimes in the podcast, we uncover new things that we've never yeah. heard of before. And I also said, I said, good communication and fun. Because I think without having fun in your marriage, that's also really bad. So that's what I put, good communication and fun. What oh, do you I think? would agree. Do you like that? I, I actually really yeah. like that. I can't remember because I then asked you, I don't remember. I think your answers were similar. Yeah. I did. I was afraid to answer without your answer first. Because <laughs> you was going to, it might be wrong. It might be wrong, right? <laughs> I wanted to make sure I had the right answer, right? <laughs> Us men, you know, we're like, oh no, this is a tough question. Yeah. What's the vision of our relationship? Yeah, oh no. Tell me. Wait, is, wait, is there a wrong? Yeah, there's a wrong answer, guys. I'll tell you that right now. There is. No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, he then went on to talk about the risk factors and danger signs um, that you're that you're getting into toxic behavior. And the one thing he told us was that conflict is not always bad. He said conflict is actually um, kind of a good thing in relationships in in some relationships. If you know how to navigate the conflict, it can actually be kind of healthy that, you know, let's share our opinions and. You, know, yeah, you don't want someone you're married to that always says, yes, yes, sir, or yes, ma'am. That would be really boring. No, well, not only boring, you would never know if your spouse ever had an opinion about it. Yeah, and you feel like you're being patronized, right? Yeah, I absolutely. Mean, yeah, so 
So he was just saying that certain patterns of conflict are bad, but conflict is not all bad. So that was interesting. Okay. So then let's talk about the danger signs that he talked about. Okay. Um, So the first one was escalation is the first danger sign. So when you're calling the cops, you know you're in a bad situation. Well, I, I don't think that we even got to that. I don't, I think, you know, <laughs> Not escalating that high? No. So I we want to stop before then. Yes, 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 yes. No, so escalation, he said, was back and forth negativity, um, which is driven by defensiveness. Ooh. I know. And he said, it doesn't matter what you're discussing. You could be discussing what you're having for dinner or the dog or... Cleaning the kids. I mean, it can be finances. Yeah, it can be big. It can be small. Yeah, it will, and it can be tiny. That's what I'm saying. It can be. It doesn't matter. It can be. You can be talking about the countertop, but it's how that you know your how you resolve conflict. Yes, and and it it can escalate no matter what you're talking about. It can escalate. Doesn't matter if it's tiny. Doesn't matter if it's big. um, It can escalate. So so that was the first one. Escalation. So that's a danger sign, right? Danger that is sign. a huge danger sign. If you're always escalating in all of your uh, conflicts, then you've, you're you not really resolving. Right. And he had um, little clips of actual people that he recorded in. Ooh, that'd be fascinating to see. I know. It was, it was actually kind of cool. And these are people that obviously agreed to have their clips shown because these are real people that are having real fights in his oh, office. Oh, man. And uh, so, yeah, it showed these, these people that when they're discussing, I don't remember what they were discussing anymore, but... They're just, it was just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You know, it just, there was no patience or listening. It was just bam, 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 and just getting worse and worse and worse and worse. So, yeah, so that was escalation. Okay, what's next? Invalidation, which I think this is huge yeah. in relationships. Yeah, this could be really toxic. Yes. So, invalidation, that means partners put down the thoughts, feelings, or characters of their partner. So isn't that interesting? That is. You know, I was recently just talking to a friend about a a kind of an argument she had with her husband and all she wanted from him was validation, was him to say, yeah, that must really stink. Right. Like she was complaining and cleaning. He was just giving this, well, you should have done this. You should have done that. You're right. Well, it's men. We want to solve problems. Yes. So when you come to us, we don't recognize, oh, you just want validation. We said, all right, well, this is what we're going to do to fix the problem. Right. And I think he was feeling defensive because she was saying, well, this is what's bothering me. Right. And it had to do with him. And so she, he was saying, well, you could have done this. And yeah. all she needed him to say when he finally did, finally, he just said, that must be really hard. That's all she needed. Done. Wow. Is done. But so this invalidation is is even more than that. Yes. It's actually putting down your spouse, right. right? Like, yes, you're too dumb to understand. Yes, yeah. Or you know, you have no context, and you're telling me what to I, what to do here, right? Yeah, that makes your spouse yeah. feel like it's this, putting this you down, putting you down. And he said, um, "It's like you're sitting on a perch, right? You're sitting on a perch and talking down to your spouse." Yeah. That's what invalidation is that, you know, so that was, that was an interesting one. Um, the third one was negative interpretations. Okay. Now what does this mean? So this is something that you and I have talked about a ton. Yeah. So this means we assume our partner is being mean, 
for the sake of being mean. Instead right? of giving them the benefit of Instead, the doubt. When he said that, I was like, oh, oh, we yeah, talk we've about said that. that in we our talk about giving times, people the yeah. benefit of the doubt. Like that's really important. Not just your spouse, your friends, it, people you interact with. To give people the benefit of the doubt, not assume that they're trying to hurt your feelings. Or out to get you right. or whatever. So, and then he also said in this one, giving people the benefit of the doubt, especially your spouse, if you're in a negative pattern, this really takes practice. This is not something that just comes easily. Well, because you're already in this mode of when your spouse says something, they're trying to say something to hurt me or to get one up on me um, because we're in that, uh, what, escalation pattern. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's. So, and that, you know, you can really get into a, a a pattern of that. So, yeah. So when you're assuming that what they're saying, even though they don't deserve you assuming that, right? No. I, well, I mean, if you've been in that escalation pattern a long time, then yeah. Yes. Probably. But there are times when they, they've done nothing to deserve this, you know, negative interpretation that you're making. This so negative the negative interpretation, if you can counteract that, you can break that cycle of escalation. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Right, right. So that might take practice. So when you say, and you and I have talked about this before. Yeah, and we, we have. We've said when we've gotten an argument and then we've talked about it later and we've said, you know, I, either you or I, you know, I what I was saying, I wasn't trying to hurt you. You weren't and, trying to zing me or whatever. Yeah. So it actually hurts the other person that you're even thinking negatively like that like why would you think that i would want to hurt you like that you know what i mean so it yeah, so it goes it both ways causes that cycle even yes deeper. all right so, so that's a good one yeah so that takes practice though he said um and the fourth one was avoidance and withdrawal yeah i understand this one really well right i'm tired of fighting i don't want to fight i'll just let her have her way yep right or yep. Psh, forget it i'm not even going to talk about it anymore we'll just do what we've been doing even yep. though you know, whatever the issue is about. So, yeah, it's when one partner avoids talking about import, important issues, they shut down. Because, like, you, you just said it. Either you're just like, you know what? I'm done. I don't want to have this conversation. Or it's just, you know what? I, I just, I don't even want to go there. So, just sure, sure. Whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, that makes you feel that's, like the person doesn't care. They don't want to talk. So, he right. should. And, and that's really bad for your relationship overall, right? Terrible. He showed a video of, of two people doing this, a husband and wife, and and the one person was just talking, 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 talking. And a lot of times the other person feels like, well, they're not even leaving me. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to let me even yeah. talk. So they're just sitting there going, <laughs> you know, looking at the floor, whatever, because they're just going, well, you're not even leaving me a, a minute to talk, so I'm not even going to bother, right? Okay, now that we found out the danger signs of toxic behavior, let's talk about what we can do to safely connect when we identify those say, with those danger signs. What, what, how, how do we counteract that, right? Yeah, so how do we stop or pre prevent those danger signs that we just talked about? Um, he said a lot of times when couples are in an argument, you don't know how to get out of the argument. I can see that. Which I thought was interesting. I mean, there's there's things that you and I don't completely agree on still. Right. And when they come up, we we don't resolve them all the way. Yeah. But he said, you know, sometimes you're just you're it, it's becoming escalating. Maybe you're, you know, someone's withdrawing, you know, any of these things. And you're just thinking, I just don't even know how to 
to, I don't know how to proceed with this, but you're still both just, you want to be right. And so you just keep at it. So he said, the best tool you can use is to call a timeout. Oh, that frustrates me sometimes. It does. Yes, it does. I think you enjoy doing it. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> that is not true. No, you're actually really good at it. It's. It, it took me some time getting used to where you say, time out, we're done arguing. We're, you know, this is going nowhere. Well, and we I- We gotta I mean, change, change something. We don't actually use the words timeout. And he said, if you feel like the word timeout is too, you know, cheesy or whatever, you know, you don't even have to have a word. If you want to come up with your own word, whatever it is. But basically what it means is we're stopping. We're not going to keep discussing this. We're going to but, put it on hold. Yeah, but you can't put it on hold forever, right? No, he says you have to come back to it within 24 hours. So when you when you call a timeout or a hold, your partner needs to know that that's what's happening. Otherwise, you're back into that avoidance and withdrawal. All I see is you withdrawing. Exactly. Right? And so the person that calls the timeout is supposed to call time back in. Otherwise, the purse, the other person is going, okay, so they call the timeout. They they really so they just it, don't want to talk about it. Yeah, they don't want to talk. All right, call a time in whenever I feel like it. That doesn't sound fair, right? Yeah. Isn't there a time limit on it? Yeah, 24 hours. I said oh, that. 20, yeah. oh, I didn't hear the 24, 24 hours. hours. You have to call the time back in within 24 hours because you can't let the issue go unresolved, right? Right. You have to get back to it. But maybe you both need to simmer down. So he said there's nothing wrong with calling a timeout. In fact, it actually helps a lot of couples. Like, all right, you know what? Well, it gives we're, you time to calm down, think about yep. what you were really saying. And we do that. I do that. I should say we do that. I do that. <laughs> because you want to just go at it. And I'm like, I'm not sure what I want to say right now. I want to think oh, about that it. Me crazy sometimes. I want to ponder <laughs> about something really good to say because yeah. that's what I always think. Oh man! So I should have said this, right? I was come up with something. So then maybe I'd like to take some time and come up with something really good. Yeah, maybe now you said something to me about this timeout thing, right? Yes. What? There's rules about what happens during the timeout. Yes. Right. It's there's, not a free for all during the timeout. There's do's and don'ts. All right. So what the are the don'ts first? You don't plan your attack for when the timeout ends. So your timeout <laughs> is not like what you just said. I got to formulate. I have to formulate my responses, right? No, 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 no. I'm not formulating my responses. I'm formulating. I'm th I have to think and process. That's different. But he said you can't ruminate about your spouse, meaning you can't think about they All the so horrible, horrible things are done. Yes, yes. You don't set up a dartboard with their picture on it. <laughs> you don't do things like that. So you don't plan your attack, but you do think about what is behind your anger, he said. Well, that makes you sense. You think about what, and he said 99% of the time, what's behind your anger is hurt feelings. Oh, that makes sense. So when I you can see that. maybe call the time back in, what you can say is, you know what? This really started because my feelings were hurt because of this, right? Yeah, that makes sense. So if you can calm down and think about why you were angry, not think about how horrible your spouse is, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. But, and then he also says to get your mind off of the fight during this, this time period. He said, watch a funny movie. You know, he said he likes to watch The Office. So, you know, something to, to, to get you chill. To clear your mind. Yep, clear your mind. Get the anger out. You need to get the anger to, you know, dissipate. 
And he said, people, some people meditate, whatever it is, but just something to help you chill, to calm you down. And then you call a time back in. Yep. You like to go clean. Yeah, I do. It's kind of awesome. It's kind of, <laughs> I think sometimes you get me upset so that, you know, certain parts of the house get deep cleaning. Yeah, I, I see have that. never purposely gotten you upset, but I will definitely <laughs> say that it has some it's benefits <laughs> when you have been really upset. Because then I'm like, I hear things, you know, doors slamming. I'm like, oh, is he cleaning the closet? Like, yeah. Yeah, that's what normally so, happens. So, yes, you clean. You're either or scrubbing the, garage, the stove or, or yeah. yeah. And no, I, I can go watch a show. <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> So, yeah, so those are the things you do and don't do when you're in your timeout. Okay. Another really cool thing that you told me was about um, the importance of the conflict and the resolution of the conflict. You said it was being effective is more important than being right. Yes. Or even coming up with the right answer. Yeah. Right? So if you're effectively communicating with each other, that's even better than knowing that what you decided together would be the right answer forever going forward. Right. Yeah. I wrote that down because I thought that when he said that, he said being effective is more important than being right. I was like, ooh, that is good. That's a really interesting concept. Because sometimes we get so stuck that we just want to be right. We want to have the last word and we want to be right. And that's not what's important. And that can take practice too. You can I'm also thinking of something else. What if it's a really big decision? Maybe it's buying a new house. And you just can't come to a conclusion. So you, you decide to be more effective and you decide, all right, we're going to be effective on our decision making. And we're going to take a risk and go out and buy this house. And what if it was the wrong decision? So is it best to be effective or make a wrong decision together? I would say probably be effective. When I heard this, that's the first thing that popped into my mind was. Interesting, because I didn't even go there. Wait, we can. Because there are some tough decisions you have to make right. as a couple that you, you may be acting out of fear on making that decision, which may cause a lot of tension in your relationship and may cause you not to be able to communicate effectively. Yeah. So that, that popped into my head. I was like, wow, being effective is more important than being right. Right. Um, not just personally, but as a couple too. So don't let fear hold you back. Um, when you're worried about being right and making the right decision, don't let fear hold you back. Yeah, I think that can cause yeah. a lot of a lot of issues there too. Yeah, interesting. So yeah, then he talked about what are the cues that the con your conversation is about to go off the rails. So that you're either about to escalate or you're about to do the whole avoidance withdrawal thing or you're about, you know, what are the cues? You got to learn to see those cues in yourself and in your spouse. So, and those cues are different. He had us write those down. He said, take a minute and think about what the cues are. All right. So what'd you write down? Because he he didn't have a list on the board for this? I don't think so. I don't think so. so. he think, said. Because you, everybody's cues are different. Gotcha. Right? I mean, All right. So what are our cues? Well, I wrote down what my cues are. I don't know what yours are. <laughs> so my cues were that our conversations... From what I'm doing that you could see, I wrote eye rolling. Yeah, yeah, you do that. You know, when I'm starting to get annoyed, I'm just like, oh, gosh. Um, so I put eye rolling, um, thinking that your spouse is ridiculous. That never happens, <laughs> ever. 
<laughs> I did write that because yes. sometimes when we're in a fight and you say something and I'm like, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Like, I oh, think yeah. I have and you've that. said that sometimes. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And that just makes me want and to defend myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so yes, most of the time I just think it in my head and I'm, but that's even, that's just as bad. Thinking it in your head is just as bad as saying, I mean, well, well, yeah, it's not because just you're just dismissing, but yeah, but you're dismissing anything that's going to come out of exactly. your mouth. From you've that point just, forward. yeah, you've just derailed the conversation when in your head, you're just going, I cannot believe it. So for me, that's that. And then crying. <laughs> I don't cry in our arguments. <laughs> crying. That's a cue. That's, That's a cue. cue. So the, I know if you start crying, time out. The conversation's right? gonna yeah, about to go off the rails. Right. I already knew that. So yes. So I, I don't know what, I haven't ever asked you what the cues that- You know, I thought about mine. It's when I, probably when I give high contrast to the situation by coming up with an absurd story. Mm, and that's when I go, that's the most ridiculous yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Because <laughs> that happens at work all the time. They go, to get my point across, I'm going to show you the opposite in such an extreme matter that you're going to say, well, of course yours is the right way. So that's that's a technique that people use at, uh, at my work all the time. It drives me crazy. And I catch myself doing it with you. Oh, interesting. So that's I know a, okay. it's going to go off the rails as soon as I pronounce something extreme. Because then you know I'm about to roll my eyes. And yeah, yeah it's just yeah. right. Yeah. You get in that pattern. So, so that's that's mine. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, another thing he shared was most couples talk about important issues only when they're fighting about them. Yeah. I can see that. Well, because sometimes those important issues are hot buttons. Otherwise, they wouldn't be important anymore. You've already resolved them. Yeah. So that they're they're only coming up. When you're in a when, fight about them. Well, and when tensions are high. Right. When, right. When that issue has boiled to a point where something has to happen. Right. Probably. So he suggested, and he, he said him, him and his wife, he and his wife, have a weekly couples meeting. He said it's about 30 minutes. And he said it can't be date night. Date night okay. cannot be the meeting. The couples meeting. The cup, right. It cannot be when you're going to talk about important issues. Date night, he said, is solely for fun. And he said, make sure of that. Even if you're, you've had a bad week together and you haven't seen eye to eye on things, date night has to be. So you, you, you set everything aside for date night and just have fun. You set it aside. You go have fun. You go so, to the movies. You go play miniature golf. You go rock. Whatever you're going to do, you don't discuss the, the big issues. Even if you've been discussing them all week, you've been in a fight all week. Date night is solely just to go have fun. And okay, so explain this couple's meeting then. How does this So work? he said for him and his wife, they kind of jot things down during the week that might come up. Like, oh, you know what? You know, we, I kind of want to. We need to talk about this. Yeah, I, you know, I want to discuss this at our meeting. Does your spouse know what's on the list ahead of time? They, yeah, he said they can or they, it, it's up to you. It's, he, and that's the, what I liked about him is he's, there is no, you know, manual for these things. You have to decide in your relationship what is best. So he said, you know, sometimes you might want to show your spouse. You have a running, a running list, list. That you, you both add to. And he says, or if you'd rather have a separate list. And he said, and it's interesting, like maybe on Monday, your spouse says something and you're like, oh, mm, that was kind of annoying. I want to make sure I bring that up at our couple's meeting. He said, by Thursday, you might look at your list and go, oh, I'm so over that. I don't even, you know, I don't need to bring that up anymore. And he said, so the list can change. during." So we haven't done this yet. Maybe we should no. start. 
No, do what you, do you think do about you want that? to share a common list? Huh? Put something like on a Google Drive or something? Maybe. There's, there's no baby, baby. <laughs> no, it's a maybe. It's a yes or a no. I don't know. I don't know how we'll so react. So you want to keep a separate list first? Let's keep a separate list first. Because oh, I don't know how we'll now. react by being this. Oh, look, I'm put a zinger on the on I know, the and list. I think that maybe that could cause an argument right then. Like, I saw that you just put this on a list. Oh, yeah, well, we're going to discuss it today. Right, so that's why I'm mm. thinking maybe a separate list. All right, we'll do we'll do a separate list at first. All and right. he says it's only like, it's. he said if you do it regularly, it doesn't have to be this big blow up because you're taking care of your little issues every week. Every week, yeah, that right? makes sense. So it's, he said it's usually like, he said him and his, his wife go to a quick, you know, Chipotle or whatever. They have a dinner, a 45-minute dinner. Without kids and- And half of it is going over the list. Yeah. And he says that, you know, once you're doing this every week and- It, it gets pretty good then. It gets pretty good. Well, because yeah, yeah, I think that might establish a partnership more than um, uh, me and you. It's yeah. more of a partnership. We're, we're attacking this relationship together. We're trying to make it work yeah. together. Right. So that's interesting. So then he talked about things that couples argue over. And he says, is there, there a list? Yeah. He said there's triggering events. And he said, these are the day-to-day -day things that can spark conflict. Okay. Like what? I don't know. I don't know. For everybody, it's different. What do you think it is for us? Day-to-day -day things day -to -day that can spark things. conflict. I don't know. I mean, it could be, you know, like, oh. You, oh, my socks are on the floor, but you got over that years ago. Right. Yeah, or you know, oh, you didn't put your dishes in the sink. It's just little small little, things. Little small triggering things. Triggering events. Okay. Or it can be big things, I guess. It's well, just, yeah, we can go all the way back to our triggers episode, right? Right. Where we talked about. So that's the triggers we're talking yeah. about. So triggering events. Okay. Um, and then he said there's issues. And he said these are what give fuel to the conflicts that arise in the context of events. Okay. So that's a little more deep. And then there's hidden issues, which is even deeper. He said, these are the unexpressed expectations. Um, so this is like, if I have certain expectations of you, but I never say anything about it. I've never. Right. These are needs. I've and, avoided and, and withdrawn from, the, from those issues. Needs and feelings that if not attended to cause conflict. Ooh, hidden. Hidden. So yeah, he said, these are, this is what most people. It, I mean, so it, do you it, write those on your list that you talk about? Eventually, probably not right away. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you start with, you know, you just start on Monday and go, okay, it's, you know, this came up and I'm thinking about this. I'm going to add this to the list, right? You're just adding things to the list. And the, your first couple of meetings will probably be a lot longer than Well, Well, that's subsequent. a good question. I mean, should you limit your meetings to a certain amount of time and just say, oh, that's all we're talking about this week? Yeah, maybe. And just say, you know what? We only got to these three things, but that's they okay. They were the most important things. Let's, right. You know? Yeah. So you go so first. We talk yeah. about one. I go second. We talk yeah. about the next one on my list yeah. and give ourselves time. I, yeah. I, I like that approach then open-ended because if it's open-ended, right. you'll feel like, well, I got to get through my list. Right. Exactly. Doesn't and that matter. could go on for hours and hours. Yeah. So those are things you can talk about. Um, and then he said... Oh, Ooh. and then we 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 learned how to talk about issues without turning it into a fight. That's a whole other episode that, you know, that how do you do that? But and I that, like the one thing that he said there that I want to point out right yeah. away. That is you as a couple see the issue as the thing you're trying to resolve, not changing your your partner's mind. 
So it's almost like the issue is the enemy. Absolutely. We're going to tackle that issue. We're going to resolve right. it, get it out of our lives. Right. Right. So instead tackling of, the issue instead of tackling your spouse and, oh my goodness, if they could just change, right? So yeah, I like what you just said. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like how you put that too. It would be like me putting my socks in the hamper, right? It's not me putting the socks in the hamper. It's my socks laying on the floor. Right. Exactly. Right? Or socks laying on the floor instead of Darren's socks. Right. So how do we resolve that issue? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he said, when we're hurt, we often act with our gut, not our head. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. I would say feelings instead of gut emotions. Yeah. yeah I guess it's the same yeah. thing. Yeah. We're going with that gut reaction that we first feel, right? When we are, we get our back up and we get a little upset. Yeah. I, I totally agree. So on our uh, following up episode, we'll talk about um, how we discuss things without it getting turned into a big fight. So overall, this conference was really great. Oh, so great. I remember how energized you were. You came back. I, I really loved, by the way, I really loved getting the, the little snippets that you sent me. Oh, good. Because you just you just took a picture of your of your notes and sent them to me. I loved it because I was like, wow, you know, I'm glad that you didn't come back after that whole week and then just dump all this stuff well, onto that's, your relationship. That's what I was trying to. That's why I was sending you the little pictures because I thought I want him to see, oh, today I learned this. And then we talked about it at night, which right. was great. Yeah, instead of getting you, what I learned for five days. Just what a man wants. Right. All right, I'm going to tell you what's wrong with our relationship. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) It's like that song, uh, the pink song. You know which one I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Where it's a duet with um, whatever his name is. Who knows his name? The pink. Yes. And she says, oh, we've got a problem. And he's like, like, I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. He says, I think everything's fine. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And she's like, no, we're broken. And he's like, what? Yeah. Okay, our lemonade moment of the week has to do with one of our kids. Yes, Dallin. We're very proud of you, buddy. We are. He graduated from college in what, August? Yeah. And uh, he's been looking for work and he ended up landing a really great job just this last week. So we get to see him. He's coming home to see us for two or three weeks until he starts his new job. So we get time with him. He's excited. It's It's been... Um, it caused me to get white hair worrying about him getting a job. Yeah. No, it's it's a great opportunity for him. And we're so happy when we see our kids, you know, start to find their career paths. And it's it's so good to see that, you know, them going and making these decisions. And he's going to live in a great place. And it'll be a little bit closer to us. And we're excited for him. Great job, Bob. If you like today's episode... Give us five stars on iTunes, Spotify, Google. And head to Facebook and like us. And check out our blog at wheresthelemonade.org. Where you can leave questions and comments. But most of all, go out and make some lemonade. You betcha, baby. On next week's episode... We're going to talk about the importance of girls' trips... And how us men have to kind of learn how to accept that a little bit. Yep. <laughs>